today on the wrestling podcast about nothing, Brian is off the road and ready to talk turkey about his Global Wars tour for Ring of Honor. Can I take a nap first? You a little tired? A little bit. Well, plus, Brian, we're going to bring back a segment that's news to you, not news to the people that looked at the description, Mean Tweets. Our search and destroy segment is back today on the wrestling podcast about nothing, plus your promo about nothing after that, and so much more. But first, tell him, George. I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. Wrestling fans, there are millions and millions of podcasts out there, but there's nothing like this one. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dimension? This is the Wrestling Podcast about nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Welcome to the Wrestling Podcast about nothing, episode 134, a production of Crackpot Podcasts. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, currently on an extended hiatus from the ring. And joining me, as always, is a veteran of the New England Independent Wars. Now, he is a Ring of Honor wrestler. He is Mr. Inside Edition. He is, oh, hell yeah, Stone Cold Brian Malonis. What are you talking about? What's this they're hearing about beer bashes this no, past week? No, it's not beer bashes. It's the, the Toast of Honor. Hashtag Toast of Honor. Hashtag Toast of Honor. Okay, well, it's, it seems very similar to something I've seen in the past. <laughs> no, we're not sitting in the corner having people throw us beers. Somebody hands me beers. That's no fun. Just You just get handed a beer? <laughs> we're very civil. Oh, I guess so. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you texted me earlier. I felt like you were angling for a job. Yeah, I can toss beers all over the place. What qualifications do you have to toss beer? Uh, None. <laughs> i was gonna say you throw like a girl but hey that, that could be a good thing come on now no that's, i mean it's in 2018 that's not i mean you can't say that anymore that could be a compliment i'll take it as such <laughs> so that was the thing the that's the thing that's happening out of this whole uh i guess you guys are maybe we'll get into this later but you guys are baby faces now what do you mean we're nice guys well you were kind of <laughs> dickish before we are who we are, Mike. We are who we are. And if the people choose to cheer you, then so be it. <laughs> yes, indeed. That's what you're going with? Yeah, exactly. So, you're yeah, you're drinking beers. Coming in through the audience or coming in from the bar, drinking beers on the way to the ring after the match. I mean, the real secret plan here is to get everybody in the locker room to want to wrestle us just for the free beers after the match. <laughs> A couple of Steve Wises, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh hell yeah All right. oh hell yeah we'll definitely talk about that more but I really want to get this out of the way uh, off the top I don't even know if you really want to talk about this but we're going to uh, I'm going to delve into it breaking news here we're breaking it here first Malonis took a bad bump in Lowell he is injured and he probably won't wrestle for years <laughs> I, I'm we we have to these talk are all about yeah it, these are all true these are all true statements uh it's not brian malonis though oh no no i i didn't <laughs> i didn't mean to say that to people did it sound like i was saying you no it's not you <laughs> a malonis not the 
Malonis. It's true. A Malonis uh, took a tumble, a bit of a tumble in Lowell, Massachusetts. You want to talk about uh, it? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I guess we can. We can get into it, and, and it, t- it encompasses part of the day. It could have been intertwined into what we're going to talk about. But oh, maybe we'll save it then. You want to save it? All right, well, we'll leave the people in That's the big tease. Yes. The big tease. Oh, it's a lovely story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll come back to it. But let's talk about last week's podcast. We did the New England's Hidden Gems Part 2 and we heard from some people, uh, Indie Wave New England. That's a, a Twitter account, at The Indie Wave. Talked about a great episode, a random name that I thought who could fit would be Cameron Matthews. Watched him for years in Maine, thought he had something special, didn't do much major outside of New England, other than a couple of ROH matches. I remember seeing Cameron Matthews really earned on his career. I think he was for the NEWA yeah, for in George Attleboro. <laughs> yeah. Way way back. I told this guy on Twitter I didn't think I've really seen him since. Do you have any experience with Cameron Matthews? Just that early um I think did he team maybe with Paul Hudson? Yes. Um yeah, I I that's that's about it right there. <laughs> I know he's an athletic guy. He might have done some stuff for NWA on fire. I know Paul Hudson did. I don't know if Cameron Matthews did. Yeah, Kerry Matthews. I'm not sure that he's working anymore. We're friends on Facebook. I don't. Doesn't seem like he's working anymore. I got a lot of friends on Facebook. Mike, I gotta get him and keep track of it. <laughs> Speaking of friends, Sunny Goodspeed. Yes, the Sunny Goodspeed. He's at Sunny Strut on Twitter. Brian Fury brought him up last week as one of his personal hidden gems, and of course, we heartily agreed. Yes. I also like Orleans Goodspeed the third. I do like him as well. Yeah, he made a he made a appearance or two in chaotic wrestling uh, back in the day. He says, "I want to thank you guys for mentioning me. I appreciate it." As far as Brian's son, I honestly thought he was dressed as Nakamura. <laughs> we talked to him last week. Uh, your son was dressed as Michael Jackson. Yes, and yes. I guess close enough. But he also loves Nakamura, so it's uh, it all works out well. Yeah. So he says he'd love to come on sometime. We definitely want to have Sonny on. His- yeah part of the wrestling podcast about nothing talk about uh you know what he's done and what uh was going on in new england in general because i know he still keeps up with everything that's going on so we'll have to get sunny on very very soon we'll reach out to him maybe he can be the co-host because he actually watches pro wrestling oh jesus <laughs> uh psycho i don't know if psycho watches wrestling but uh, he is at redhead psycho on twitter the man with red hair do they, uh the patients at solomon's mental institution do they allow them to watch wrestling Probably it's probably exclusively, <laughs> I would think. So Psycho says thanks for the shout out. Appreciate the kind words. Wah wah wah. I wonder who typed the rest of that for him. Yeah, I know. It's he doesn't really say much. Besides, it's gonna be our the, good friend Todd, right? It's probably Warbeard. Probably. <laughs> and like I mentioned, Brian Fury was a, a part of the podcast last week, and uh, Mike Mills from Booking the Territory at Mike Five Hundred Four Saints said. Uh, Brian Fury on the WPAN said the most recent crop of students he had, I haven't had to repeat myself. What Fury really said was, I haven't had to scream and yell at these jackasses like I've had to do in the past. <laughs> and you've been a part of uh, training and professional wrestling, uh, being a trainer, and uh, it can be frustrating at times, can it not? Well, I'm no longer doing it on a regular <laughs> basis, so that should tell you that should tell you a lot. Uh, I enjoy the uh, camps and whatnot. What yeah, I any do. screaming at the seminar a couple nope, weeks back? No, nope. uh, but because uh, ultimately, like these folks are just with me for a day. I do my best to try to help them, and then they're on with their lives. And uh, when you're when you're running a school and you're teaching them every week, it's like they're your kids. 
All right, so let's talk about BrianMalonis.com. Ah, no, 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 Mike. What are you talking? Let's move on to the show. We're gonna get a lot to get to here. We do, we do, we have, we do have a lot to, get, we do have a lot to get to. Uh, but I want to slow it down for one second here before we get on to BrianMalonis.com, where you can pick up, you know, all these great T-shirts: the Curtain Jerker WPAN T-shirt, the Mega Malonis T-shirt, the Skull Logo T-shirt, the Old Kingpin T-shirt. So we get the plug out of the way, but there's something else. That uh, I made a promise on on Twitter. You made a promise. I did a solemn vow. Did you see this this promise about, about a scoop that I that I had gotten some information that had been uh, provided to me anonymously by Warbeard Hansen. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about, Mike? Did you see this tweet? Uh, no, I did not see this okay. tweet. So it's concerning the Brian Fury. Uh, wedding that recently took place. Oh, speaking of solemn vows, yes, that I that I uh, I wasn't there. I you gave me lots of crap. I had to, you know, I was off being a international pro wrestling superstar. Mm. Uh, you know, so I had to I had to miss um, you know, I had to miss the wedding and had to miss the the reception with the delicious desserts and yes, yeah, and really the probably the most important part, you know, of the of the wedding, the the ceremony, uh, um, yeah, you know, and. And uh-huh. I had to miss that ceremony, and um, you know, it was revealed to me that uh, well, there's there's two of us that host this podcast, yeah, and um, well, it was revealed to me that there was no representation of the WPAN at the wedding ceremony itself. You, it, what do you have to say for yourself? It was so quick. We were there 15 minutes late, and it was already over. Why are you late, you dirtbag? One of your best friends on the planet is getting married, and you couldn't even have the common courtesy to show up on time to actually see him get married? So you didn't see him get married. You showed up for a free meal. Bitch, there was no desserts to the guy during, <laughs> during his reception when he's trying to have a good time. Gave me crap, and you didn't even get to the ceremony. I don't know if you know, Brian, but when you have kids. Oh, <laughs> yeah, this is the game we're going to play, huh? <laughs> we got a little a bit of a late start getting the kid settled. And this is, this is, but this is, no. You know what? No, no, <laughs> absolutely not. I am not allowing you. Michael Crockett to sit here and blame this this poor innocent child <laughs> who has done nothing but bring joy into your your black heart, <laughs> and you're going to honestly sit here and blame him for your tardiness. Not blaming him that has been going on for as long as I've known you. Oh come on! Before he was even thought of, you were always late for everything. Oh, I wouldn't say that. Everything. I, I I was okay. I was slightly. I, I I was in the room where the ceremony took place. Um, you know, I I actually said hi to the bride and groom right there. Uh, but you know, I, I apparently I just missed the old I do's. Hey hey Brian, I think we know what happened to the desserts. Instead of coming to your ceremony, old Crockett here <laughs> was stuffing his fat face with whoopie pies. <laughs> <laughs> Big shout out to our good friend and NXT superstar guy who'll be main eventing. Uh, Unbelievable, upcoming right? NXT takeover and War Games. Warbeard Hansen, thank you for the tip. 
Uh, he had said, I wish I'd saved the text. I should have said the text. I'm bad at deleting text. You yell at me all the time for this. Uh, but he said he gave you he gave you time to come clean, and <laughs> you didn't do it, so he had to drop the hammer on you. So big thanks to Warbeard Hansen. Thor's hammer. Yeah, dropped right on me. For, for letting, you know, let me know that juicy piece of information. And you, sir, <laughs> are an asshole. <laughs> Well, yes. Thank you, Todd. Thank you so much. Uh, all right. So, yeah. BrianMalos.com, blah, blah, blah. T-shirts. That poor shit. boy. I should call social services on you. <laughs> Why don't people go to the WPAN.com? That is the WPAN.com. You, you want them to go? Let's put up nudes. 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 No nudes. No nudes. Now, now I'm cutting you off. I'm you're, cut, you're cutting me off? <laughs> yeah. Are you saying I'm banned? <laughs> you're banned. <laughs> so you can listen to the podcast through the website. You can subscribe. Find all the ways to subscribe through all of the various platforms. Find our social media links and uh, follow us uh, at the WPAN just about everywhere online. Plus bios and photographs. No nudes on the WPAN.com. That is the WPAN.com. Finally, Putting Over Podcasts is the Facebook group where we're talking about all wrestling podcasts. Just go to Facebook, put in the search bar, Putting Over Podcasts, and join the group and uh, talk about the podcast with the people in there. Brian... You got one over on me, <laughs> and it's only apropos <laughs> that I drop the hammer back on you. Yeah. I come swinging. <laughs> We're going to talk about your experiences this week with Ring of Honor, but yeah, let's talk about, I mean, I don't know why I'm giving this to Hanson after what he just did to me, <laughs> calling me out. I'm going to give him another of uh, life's great joys. Like the last time we did this, we did this about two months ago on the wrestling podcast about nothing. Check out uh, the first version of Search and Destroy Kingpin's Mean Tweets. Now we're going to do Search and Destroy Kingpin's Mean Tweets 2. I feel like this is going to be a lot shorter this time. <laughs> no, because I did some uh, more searching. I searched for variations on your name, found some old stuff, found some new stuff. Ooh, variations on it. Wow, you're really searching. Yeah, yeah. I was. I was I really never thought of searching variations of my name. I was name. digging down deep. But I do want to say, Brian, it was a little harder. The more current you get on Twitter, the harder it is to find someone uh, trash-talking yourself and the Beer City Bruiser, the bouncers. Uh, it seems like there's more of a uh, groundswell of support for you guys than has been in the past. Weird. Seems to coincide with a character shift. But these people couldn't be caught up in that because they're smart fans. <laughs> they know wrestling. <laughs> they don't get caught up in characters, Michael. No, they don't. Right? The character shift has nothing to do with that at all. No. And we're going to find <laughs> out here through Twitter. First, let's go to Dan Davis. Oh, the Danny Davis? No, just Dan Davis. Oh. Maybe, maybe, who knows? It could be him. He says, in Lewiston, Maine, that was a pretty entertaining tag match. Not a big fan of the bouncers, but they did well against SCU. So it's not a terrible tweet. No, it's not bad. But he's not a big fan. No, he didn't. Yeah, he's, he's not a big fan. That's okay. You don't have to like it. You don't have to like everybody. I don't think he buried us there. No, but let's go to this Boy, guy. You better, you, better get, you better bring the heat if you're going <laughs> to... Just, you know. Getting warmed up. Yeah. <laughs> just lulling you in. Lulling you in. Uh, number one, Austin Aries' close friend. Okay. That's what this gentleman's handle is. He says, anytime I think I see anything interesting from ROH, I get reminded that Beer City Bruiser and Brian Malonis are still in the company 
and it becomes a hard pass. <laughs> yeah, we're the reasons he he's not he's not watching Ring of Honor, but he must be watching it pretty closely because I mean, me and the Bruiser get our fair share of television time, but we certainly don't get the same airtime that the likes of like the Bullet Club or the Kingdom or Jay Lethal or those types of guys get or SCU. They all get much more TV time than us. So for us right now, we're on you know a couple times a month. He must be watching pretty closely. Or weirdly enough, the only time he turns it on is is when we're on the television screen. But uh, no, no, he doesn't watch. He just gets reminded by somebody. Oh, okay. Somebody just randomly comes up and tells him that the the bouncers are part of Ring of Honor. That's what it seems like. Oh, okay. According to number one Austin Aries close friend. Well, you know, whatever. <laughs> all right. Uh, no, I mean not not horrible, but you know, all right, all right. This one is from Lowell Mike, uh, dead 2009, apparently. He says, Brian Malonis with his straps down is definitely not safe for work. Ring of Honor, please. <laughs> he may have a point there. <laughs> is that a booby joke? Yeah, well, uh, you know, it happens. Bosoms. I was just showing him to Dalton Castle. He asked me, uh, he asked what did they look like, and I showed him. Really? Yeah, when I pulled down the straps, I, you, oh, of course you weren't there. That's right. Could have got a free ticket and didn't come. Okay. I didn't offer a free ticket. <laughs> oh, my God. When have, you ever, <laughs> when have you ever paid to go to a wrestling show? When was the last time? Oh, wow. It's probably been decades. Well, no, not that. <laughs> I paid to go to some indie shows that I probably shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You may have a point there. I'm kind of fat. <laughs> <laughs> well, Christina seems to like it. Christina says, Beer City Bay... And Brian Baylonis make their glorious entrance. Yes. Uh, I, I, I have conversed with uh, Christina before at a wrestling show. I called her a chubby chaser, and her friend confirmed it. Ruler. <laughs> hey, you're off the market. I guess so am I. <laughs> it's good that you remembered. Let's keep that on the DL. Yes. All right. Uh, figure I'd give you that little bone there. Zach Attack. Zach Johnson says, Juice and Dalton versus the Bouncers. Nobody showed Jim Cornette this match. He'll have a conniption. Everyone else watch this match because it's fun and it's okay for wrestling to be fun sometimes. <laughs> yeah, he's right. <laughs> of course, you're probably hoping somebody does show it to Jim Cornette and, and hoping Jim Cornette buries me. There you go. That's exactly what you're hoping for. That's the for. hope. Um, but uh, yeah, whatever. Jim Cornette, it, it's, it's, it's a shtick at this point. It's, it's not even real. I, you know, it's, it can't be. Nobody can be that wound up and upset about everything. So like I said, a little tougher to find complete burials yeah. the more current you get in my uh, Twitter timeline. I get a feeling we're going back in time here. We're hopping in a time machine. <laughs> well, one more. One more. Ryan Caps says about Global Wars, it figures I sit through Cheeseburger and the Bouncers, and the power goes out once the Briscoes, Cody, and Hangman get in the ring. <laughs> some issues with the power the, in yeah, the, Lewiston? Yeah, the power went out a couple times. I, ironically, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. I keep almost wanting to tell these little side stories here. We're going to ruin the spot for later. Stop asking me questions. Okay, so we'll go back in time a little bit. This guy's six-pack really doesn't seem to be a uh, pinhead. Six-pack from the NWO? No, this is six-pack, I think. Oh. He has, does that thing where he puts one word on each line. So it says, why the fuck would the Beer City Bruiser eat the pin when Brian Malonis is in the match? Eat the pin, huh? 
Yeah. Wow. He he really you know, this guy really knows knows his stuff. That's maybe th- maybe it is six that, pack. That's very insider. Eat the pin. Wow. Well, he must really know professional wrestling. I can tell uh, by your vast knowledge and your insider terminology. No, it's not really insider terminology. I've never heard that before. Um, I think it is Sean Waltman. Just just freaking watch the match, jackass. All right, let's go back to six-pack. Oh, God, more, huh? Bruiser is a guy you can build around. Malonis is a waste of space, though. Well, that's... (laughs) That's that's also ironically what his parents say about him. Oh, come on now. <laughs> My goodness. Ugh. I don't like the way you go with this. Mike, you find the dearth of society here. <laughs> Tori Gwathney. Tori Gwathney. This is an older tweet. She says, Malonis put his ass in dude's face like way worse than Rikishi, LOL. That's not true. It's, I guess it's way worse than Rikishi is, according to her. She apparently can't even see. I don't put my ass in anybody's faces. I sit on their chest repeatedly, but I don't put my ass in anybody's face. Is it worse than Rikishi? No, my ass isn't hanging out. You could, no. Wouldn't that be something nice? <laughs> okay, let's move on to Woken Billy Jasinski. He says, let Coast to Coast beat War Machine. And have them get their asses killed by Bruiser and Malonis? The fuck? It's an older tweet. Apparently. Honestly. This guy's so dumb he didn't even realize Coast to Coast beat us. I guess you killed them in the process. Yeah, we're big guys. Kind of the point. They're underdog baby faces. I mean, I, I know I shouldn't have to explain to this very smart fella how professional wrestling works. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh... This one is a little funny to me. Palkin Spice Latte says, Brian Malonis should put on a mask, and his gimmick would be a time-traveling circa 1991 Vader. <laughs> that is kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> I, never, I didn't realize Tommy Dreamer tweeted at me. Yeah, I think Hanson probably likes that one, too. He probably liked it at the time. <laughs> it's from January 14th. Uh, so Nathan Newman checks in as well. On the bouncer says, oh, this is when you were first uh, forming a tag team in January. He says, Beer City Bruiser and Brian Malonis are going to be a team, it looks like. Ugh. (laughs) (laughs) Just three little letters. So I had made four television appearances at that point. He hadn't seen us together as a team at all. He's already condemning it. (laughs) Okay, then. Boy, his face is red today, though. <laughs> Maybe. Ugh. All right. I, I, ironically, this this fella now, I'm pretty sure, follows me on, on Twitter, and I think I follow him. Really? I think he does, like, reviews or something for some wrestling website. And you're blocking him tonight? No. Oh, okay. That's nice of you. Harley R. Paget. Let's go with. Uh, apparently, this is another um, podcast, because uh, let me just read this to you. This week... We discuss the wonderful internal logic of ROH, 2018 win-loss records, how much we love Tennille Dashwood, why Matt Taven is the Miz, and how Bruiser and Malonis have become wrestling Jenga. The hell does that mean? I don't know. I tried to look this up. It is a uh, premium content podcast, so I couldn't listen to find out what this is all about. I think... Mike Mills either has an account or has access to a 
the VIP stuff on the Torch website. I think it's on the Torch website, so maybe he huh. can go and uh, check this out for us. Why Pro you and Bruiser? Jenga. I don't. I don't understand. I don't know this. if it's good or bad. I don't know either. So, well, uh, maybe Mike Mills can take care of that for us. This is bizarre. <laughs> so, now we're going way back, Brian. March of 2017. Oh, my goodness. Derek says, who the fuck is this guy? Brian Baloney? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Derek also says, uh, minutes later, to say Brian Baloney needs a new finisher is an understatement. Really don't like that backsplash. The people really did not like that backsplash. In the beginning. That was the finish, right? Yes. Yeah, it was in my first uh, top prospect match. So they really, uh, you've gotten away from making that as a finish, right? Yeah. You know who did like that, though? Ring of Honor officials. So suck it. Wow. <laughs> Derek, <laughs> put that in your pipe. <laughs> All right, and we have uh, this guy called Three Drinks says, who TF are these fat schmucks? Is he talking about me and Bruiser or me and you? Hey, 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 hey. He says, the bouncers, they look like they were picked up in a Home Depot parking lot. What does that even mean? First of all, this guy knew anything about me. He knows Home Depot will be the last parking lot you're going to find me at. And if you're going with the fat jokes, dude, like just like Burger King or something, you rule your own joke. You're so bad at just being a human <laughs> being. You can't even execute a joke properly. Oh, Brian, Brian, Brian. Okay, so let's get away from Twitter then. You're getting a little miffed. Boy. Let's go to your good friend who has the name of a former football player. <laughs> That doesn't seem to like what you do. Oh, has he written more recently? He has. And it's no. it's brief. It's brief, but he has a go-to phrase. He has a go-to word, actually, let's just say. First of all, we'll talk about your match in Lewiston, SCU against the Bouncers. His take is, this was okay, but very lethargic. Okay. And then we go to Juice Robinson and Dalton Castle versus the Bruiser Malonis. We'll talk about it more in just moments on the wrestling podcast about nothing. But first, let's get the take of a wrestling insider. He says that match was okay, but lethargic. Ironically, too, we were the second match both nights. So this, this esteemed wrestling journalist who criticizes my profession in the ring is so horrendous at his job, he just recycles the same material from one article to the next. Did you feel lethargic? 400 pounds, I, I guess. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, all I can say is, is I'm 400 pounds, and this, this schmuck, you know, you can't do half the things I can do athletically. Go flush your head in the toilet. <laughs> With a turd in it. I'd love to run into this fella. I'd love to run into this fella. Let's get this guy a thesaurus. How about that? You <laughs> probably won't be able to read it anyways. <laughs> All right. So that is Mean Tweets 2. I don't know how, when we're going to be able to do another one because, you know, the... Uh, Tides, they are returning, buddy. They are returning. <laughs> the well is, is running dry. I searched very diligently for older stuff. And After we wrestled the Bullet Club. 
Let's get that. We got that bullet club dust sprinkled on us. Yes, you well, did. The, I guess the, it's the elite dust. Excuse me. They're no longer part of the bullet club. Yeah, that, I did see that this week. That's big news. To somebody it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I guess, can you start sucking a little more, Brian? No, I'm gonna go on and be a world tag team. That'll that'll get the people, that'll get the masses riled up if me and Bruce ever win the tag titles. And you're really hoping that happens sooner rather than later, especially before the big show in New York City. No, no, it doesn't happen before. Happen at the show in New York City. I, I mean, uh, MSG. This show's in New York City before that. Right. Final uh, battle. Yeah, yeah. I, it'd be nice to win those in April. The uh, the world tag team titles. That would be that would be uh, very fitting. In front of the uh, OVP crew. Yes. That, that's why I want, you know. Yeah, especially. If they them. weren't going to be in attendance, and I really would Dedicated yeah. to them over the microphone after the fact. <laughs> That'd yes. be nice. Yes. All right. Well, we want your feedback. Tweet us at the WPAN on Twitter with your take on this week's episode, your thoughts on mean tweets with the kingpin, your thoughts on our upcoming discussion about global wars. Use the hashtag WPAN and call the voicemail line. We will play your voice on this podcast. Call 401-584-9726. That's 401-584-WPAN. And let's talk about booking the territory. The Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast with Mike Mills, Harbody Harper, Doc Turner. Twice a week on Sundays and Thursdays, they put out new episodes. And it's all that old school wrestling from Smoky Mountain Wrestling to the old Jim Crockett promotions. It's all happening over there on Booking the Territory with Mike Mills. MikeMills.Podbean.com for more on that great podcast. Another retro podcast we recommend is Our Vantage Point with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn. Every Monday after this podcast, listen to OVP, ovppodcast.com for more from Joe and Quinn. Greetings from Allentown with PW, Peter Winson. Every Thursday, he releases a new episode where he is discussing one episode of wrestling television and putting his own spin on it, talking about uh, his own special tales as it relates to that episode. That is Greetings from Allentown on his own feed or the Pro Wrestling on the feed on Place to Be Nation. And finally, the Rundown Wrestling Podcast with Jason Stewart, Adam Salzer, Sal, all the rest over there on that feed. Subscribe. There's stuff going on all week long there and enjoy. Brian, Global Wars, Lewiston, Maine, Lowell, Mass. You hopped on the tour and you've hopped off, but it was a very busy two days. And for people who are new to this podcast, let's just say you're not a full-time independent wrestler. No, no, I am not. So you have a full-time uh, Clark Kent job, as some people would say. I got a gig on the side. Yes, you do. <laughs> so that probably... Uh, weighs into this whole travel schedule that you probably I, I assume that you didn't stay overnight in Lewiston or did you no 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 I all same day so let's go all the way back then you started your trip to Lewiston Maine when yeah I headed up uh, we had to be there for uh 3 30 so I left here about like 12 30 because uh, I actually brought my nephew and my aunt with me we're local you know it's only a two-hour drive so yeah you're um, you're, you're in the lower lower New Hampshire yeah and all, all the fellows were all driving together so I didn't really, really have anybody to drive with and my aunt loves you know she's a big fan of obviously me <laughs> and, yeah. uh, uh, but also Ring of Honor and, and, and especially New Japan. She really likes New Japan. Really? Pro wrestling. Did you have to take a day off? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I took a couple days off. Oh, all right. Um, you know, I, I didn't have to, but I had the time I'd been saving. So yeah, might as well use it. 
Right. So yeah, so I left, you know, left here, stopped for some lunch, but I can actually go up to the building early, get up there about three o'clock. Uh, you'll like this, Mike. You'll, you'll, you'll like this story. Uh, I was sitting there and I was talking with uh, the Young Bucks, talking with Matt Jackson. About, we talked about our match we had, talked about Disney and bringing the kiddos there, and he's a big Disney nut too, and talked about lots of good things like that. I got to talk to Frankie Kazarian about Tony Atlas and how he lives in Lewiston. Uh, and really, Lewiston is a town where I kind of cut my teeth early in my career in wrestling. Right, and I'm guessing you didn't have a recorder on on you at this time when you're talking to these elite stars, <laughs> quite literally, in professional wrestling. No, I wasn't wired, Mike. We were just having very casual conversations. You could play it on the podcast and maybe get some <laughs> listens, but... Yeah, you know, they got their own kind of thing that they get lots of views on. I don't think that they're going to be willing to come on the old wrestling podcast about nothing. They wouldn't give you the rub? <laughs> You're a nice fella to them. They they gave me the rub on television for Ring of Honor. That's probably going to be the extent of uh, the rub they're going to give me. So okay, we'll move on from that then. Um, well, before I, I guess I guess I skipped something. Before I um, got to talking to the Young Bucks, there's an old friend there of the podcast, a former guest on this show. Anthony Green was there. Yes, I wanted to bring him up. I did see that he was his ROH debut. Yeah, I don't think he's ever worked for them before, but yeah, it was good to see him up there. I knew he had told me he was going up. You know, they got to go up early and do the ring crew and all that stuff. Uh, you know, guys like me don't got to do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the whole act, it was him. It was the Platinum Honeys. Yeah, they really wanted to take a look at him, so they wanted to do the whole act. The girls were there too, so he had um, the hey, he had the. I don't know if we technically call them dark matches. They film them for Future of Honor Friday, and they throw them up on YouTube. So they're not really. He I mean, wasn't not, on the Honor Club show, right? Yeah, this was the. I think you know. I think the show started. At, <laughs> I do. I know exactly what time he went on. The Honor Club matches for seven thirty shows go on at seven twelve. Okay. So wow. <laughs> yeah. Right. Very precise. Down to the minute. Down to the second. Uh. So, but that's a little later on. Anything else from before the show? No, I mean just you know putting together the match with with SCU, come up with good you know lots of lots of good ideas. I had to make sure I get a couple of tickets set aside for my aunt and my nephew. I kind of forgot initially when I first got to the building that I had to do that and that they were there. Right. Um, <laughs> so and then it dawned on me like, oh, yeah, I better go find yeah, I better go find uh, somebody and get this get this taken care of. So how was the venue? What size is the venue? Yeah, it holds like I think the capacity is like four thousand, but they they cut it in half basically like. The, the stage was set up smack dab in the middle of the gotcha. of the arena and and then the ring was set you know obviously set up a little bit closer to the bleachers like on one of the on one of the far ends it's it's a rink it's a hockey rink right um but it was a big building i have, I have to guess i imagine they might have put like a thousand twelve hundred people in there something like yeah. that so that's good for a debut yeah yeah i mean the ring of honor had never been to to maine i think up in lewiston i mean i don't even know if anybody runs up there independently anymore they might but I mean, uh, it's it's kind of oh, man. It's another one of these towns. I feel like that just like time forgot. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, um, you know. I'm not trying to besmirch the good name of the people of Lewiston, Maine. But you get up there, and it's you know, it's not like a bustling metropolis. No, no, no. A lot of towns in Maine were like that. I know. I did. Uh, I mentioned it earlier. NWA on fire. We did shows in a place called Mexico, Maine, which was you know. 
three or four hour drive from <laughs> my home in Massachusetts, and it's not it's not Mexico, and it's barely Maine. <laughs> yes, <laughs> thank you. So yeah, there's a lot going on up there in Maine. Shout out to our friends of the Main Event Podcast, Johnny Fashion and uh, Big Bad Harmon. Yeah, I don't I don't even think they were there. These, you know, Ring of Honor comes to Maine and. Those guys don't even go to the show. What the hell's up with that? What the heck? What the heck, guys? But it, you know, it was cool. It was a big, it was a big building. It looked, it looked good. I, I actually watched back both matches from the weekend, but on camera, it looked really good. Um, you know, the arena looked really good. Although, we, so we did have a couple power outages. Yes, as, as you alluded to, we can. I think this is probably a good point. We can get into that a little bit. Um, it was yeah. It was after my match and sitting in the locker room or one of the locker rooms. There was a lot of like little locker rooms that we were all kind of spread out in. I was with the Bruiser and Jeff Cobb and I think the Kingdom. And then all of a sudden the lights go out and we thought somebody flicked the switch because it came back on pretty quickly and we didn't think anything of it. And we're just going about business, talking around, you know, just shooting the shit or whatever. And then the lights go out again. This time for an extended period and then and Taven goes over to the door. He's like, oh, it's dark in the hallway, too. And that's when we kind of realized the power. Like, and it stayed out for a little bit. And uh, and then later on when it went off, I was actually up watching the show when it went off again. And it was so cool. The crowd, everyone was like pulled their cell phones out. And it like illuminated the ring <laughs> as if the lights were on. That's amazing. So, it, yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. It was, it was pretty awesome. Was uh, there a little bit of a panic backstage or were you kind of separated from that? In the I, I, I was separated, separated from that, so I don't know. I'm guessing we probably overloaded the circuits. It's yeah. a very old building. Yeah. Um, so I'm guessing it's not used to having the type of juice, <laughs> you know, that you need to stream something worldwide. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure this building is like 60, 70 years old. So, so this was after your match that this took place. But what happened in the match itself? You, the Bruiser versus Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky. How'd it go? I thought it went great. I watched it back tonight. Uh, I was I was very pleased with it. I was a little lethargic, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so I hear. So I hear. You know, I mean, that, but that, anybody's gonna give criticism like that, honestly, like. So we're these big guys. We have these unique looks, these unique body types to Ring of Honor, and I guess apparently we're just supposed to wrestle like everybody else. I, I don't, I don't know. Like we're there to be different, and but I thought, I thought it went great, and all of us were very happy with it, and and uh, so you know the match goes on or whatever, and we decide to do the toast. Um, we had one of the guys get us some beers, and uh, wait, this is a spontaneous thing? No, 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 no. We had set it up beforehand, right? That we had him get the beers and put them at the. At the table with Bobby Cruz. So, but, but was it was your idea? Is your guy's idea, or is it something that? Yeah, this is the been, yeah. Said? This is no. This has been our idea. We've done it now a few times. Okay. Um, and, and so I'm in the ring, and and I get two beers, and Bruiser has two beers, and I didn't even realize. Like I'm just holding them down by my side. I didn't realize one of the beers, like the cap, was loose, and it was just dripping all over the ring. And Todd Sinclair just starts. <laughs> screaming at me to pick up the beer because it's getting all over the ring. <laughs> I get to see that happening. So I, I, so I pull it up and it's like overflowing now because it's like, you know, the right. And so I had to screw the cap back on. Then I gave it to Frankie Kazarian and he had to screw the cap off. But <laughs> oh, Todd, he always yeah, gets he didn't want a wet ring and nobody wants a wet ring. That's not fun to work in. Uh, so we, we did make it a we, we can get into the <laughs> you know, we get into Lowell. We did make a slight adjustment to the positioning of the Toast of Honor. I see. So what kind of beer was it? That was uh, Bud Heavy. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. That's like apparently that's all they serve up there in uh <laughs> in Maine. <laughs> yeah, I remember I remember like I I would try to get Powerade Zero that I have one right here, or I try to get like the low calorie Gatorade in Maine. Couldn't happen. Couldn't find any low calorie stuff. No, no, no. They they want the full Monty. Full flavor. Yeah, <laughs> they sure do up there in Maine. And then I I didn't I I never really fit, I, mean, I I feel weird drinking a beer like when I'm still like huffing and puffing from the match or whatever. So I do this. I usually take the sip in the ring and then and then uh, either I usually give it to Bruiser or somebody. But Bobby Cruz is like wanted the beer, so I gave the beer to Bobby Cruz. <laughs> he loves Budweiser. <laughs> he does love Budweiser. <laughs> Did he provide them? <laughs> yeah, I wish. No, no, I had to buy them from the bar. Well, oh, I, I had to get. I had to give uh, one of the one of the one of the ring crew fellas some money to buy them from the bar. Unbelievable. So you have the match. You drink the beer. Well, you just take a sip and then hand it off to Bobby Cruz. I did. Yeah, I can't. You, hand it you to didn't a fan. do the big glug glug glug. Or oh no, you can't get anything on the ring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jeez, Todd yeah, Sinclair will have your head. <laughs> Yeah, they don't have 17 canvases on there. No, they don't? <laughs> no. What, what are they doing that ring crew during the day? <laughs> should ask Anthony Green. <laughs> My goodness. So uh, anything else from the night in Lewiston, Maine? I mean, the, the locker room smelled like it had a dead body in it, so there was that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the locker room was smelled absolutely rancid, so that was that was pretty disgusting. Probably like a old hockey pads lying around or <laughs> no, stuff like that. No, it legitimately smelled like a dead body. Oh, okay. Have you smelled a dead body before? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I, ma- I imagine it smelled like a dead okay. body. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's go with no, that. I mean, it was, it, was a gr- it was a really great night. Um, it was fun to go up to Maine. It was fun to go back to Lewiston. I, I think it was really special to... Um, and I got to talk to Frankie a little bit about it because Frankie was a guy who, you know, was a guy from this, well, not from this area, but he trained in this area yeah. and um, was somebody talked about as somebody who came from where we came from and, and made it. He was a guy who made it. Yeah, people forget about Frankie Kazarian as a Kowalski guy, but yeah. yeah. It was- so, uh, so, so to wrestle him and get to wrestle him in New England. Um, I thought that was I thought that was pretty cool, and I told him like I thought you know that uh, that it, it really meant something to me to be able to wrestle him, somebody who came behind him, and he was one of like the examples, one of the guys that gave us hope, sort of thing. Like, right. hey, one of our guys made it, so you know, we we can do we can do it too. So, yeah, I, I, it was really special to be able to wrestle him in New England, one of those cool kind of things, you know. And and, and it's it's really starting to be. It's kind of crazy. It's starting to really wrestle some of the, some of the real top names in Ring of Honor right now. So it's it's good momentum. So the night is over in Lewiston, Maine, and you're not going to a hotel. You're going back home because you've got your aunt with you. And yep, drove all the way back home. Got home like one fifteen in the morning. Uh, my nephew had to go to school the next day, so I had to get up at six fifteen. The next morning, after getting home at one fifteen, to uh, bring him to school, uh, he slept, of course, the whole car ride. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you didn't thankfully no no but by the grace of god and a couple bottles of uh tonic <laughs> <laughs> tonic <laughs> that's a new england thing as well and you had the day off so you did you did get I a did, chance yes. to sleep i uh, not really i no? came home i took an, uh, about an hour nap and that was that was it i was up for the day so uh yeah i, I headed to i headed to lowell call time was three thirty, but uh, it was one of those things where the kids were at school, the wife w- was running an errand. I had nothing better to do, so I was like, "Well, I was like one thirty or one o'clock," and I decided to head, start heading down. I'm like, oh, "I'll go walk around Target and Walmart for a little bit in Methuen and kill some time." I still got to the building at like two thirty, and <laughs> so I was just there with like the the production people and the ring crew, and then the, along with Anthony Green there this time was 
Brad Hollister and you know Big Bacon himself and Hammer Tunis, his partner. Davian was there. So I got to catch up with all of them uh, and talk a bunch with them. Pull them under the learning tree, if you will. <laughs> God. Here's <laughs> what I did, guys. <laughs> so uh, Anthony Green did it again in Lowell. Uh, dark match. He sure did. And... <laughs> And uh, Brad Hollister as well got um, some FaceTime in the ring, right? Yeah, yeah, they were in a they were in a six man tag team extravaganza. So uh, the uh, they did the Future of Honor match again. So uh, good for them. Really happy to see those guys getting opportunities. Hopefully, it leads to bigger and better things. Did I see Sydney Bacabella? You did. Yes, you did. What he, the heck is going on? Yeah, he got to cut a promo, and uh, he got he got to have a little look ski unbelievable yeah yeah it was very very uh big new england flavor there there was some new england flavor on the show so lowell massachusetts uh uneventful before the evening began uh well uh, yeah i mean we can build up to it so because malonis wasn't injured last night folks so <laughs> malonis has to be injured tonight we teased it at the beginning of the show yeah, we'll build we'll build up to okay it so my aunt and my nephew went the first night, so Lowell, my wife, my two kids, and my aunt came to the show this yeah. time. I got to go have dinner with them, or at least see them while while my while they cooked my sub. Um, okay. There's like a nice little pizza shop right across the street from the Lowell Memorial Auditorium, so I uh, got to see them for a little bit, and then they, they came in, and so I grabbed the little guy, uh, my son Michael, to I brought him backstage, got to meet some of the fellas. My daughter was very upset. Yeah, you know, that she couldn't come to until I told her, "Honey, you can't come. There's naked boys." <laughs> so <laughs> okay. she's still at that point where that's like repulsive to her. That's icky. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you know, so she was over it real quick. <laughs> yeah. But I brought him down, and he got to come meet the Bruiser, and he got to meet the the Briscoe brothers, and Ian Riccoboni, and a couple of the other guys. He just got to meet. Uh, he saw. He got to say hi to old friend Cheeseburger. Ah. Uh, so yeah, he got a he got a real kick out of. Did out he try of, to eat him? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, but he got a real kick out of uh, out of meeting some of the guys. I think you know it was funny. He talked about he saw the Briscoes uh, and he talked about uh, seeing them beat up Daddy on uh, right. on TV. So I think I think for him it was it was pretty cool. Uh, so then you know going you know going over you know getting ready for the match or whatever and like we'd mentioned we make our entrance through the crowd now. So we were, we came. The locker room is downstairs in Lowell. Mm-hmm. So you got to come up these stairs, and then and then it's like, like half the arena, the corridor is like blocked off, sort of sort of thing. So I'm coming up right by the where the curtained off area is, and and I hear my wife say, "Oh crap, he's right there." I was like, "What the hell?" So I peek my head through the curtain, and I see my son with a huge egg right between his eyes. Crying with some EMTs. This is as you're as you're making an entrance this for the is, match. This is I'm heading to go make my entrance for the match. We still had probably five minutes before on. You know, we were going to like you know get in position. Um, so now I got to deal with this because what am I going to do? It's my kid, and uh, so now I'm like, what the hell happened? I'm, I'm, fans are probably seeing me get uh, a little excited and barking at my wife a little bit about oh, like what the hell happened? What where, where were you? What, you know, like. Get trying to get the details of what happened. The EMTs were checking him out for a concussion, and he starts freaking out because they bring the stretcher over, and he's thinking he's got to go on it, which he didn't. But 
he still started to freak out and and I got, I'm like torn between like two so I, I I had to go and I see that we still have a couple minutes they're just finishing up so I walk back and they had left they had, they were all done with the MT and he had thankfully got to go back to the seat oh really um, yeah so he actually got to see me wrestle if you watch the feed you can see me actually get to to high five the kids on my way by they were sitting front row in the loge so that's what happened was. Um, some people behind my wife and kids kind of put two and two together because they were uh, the kids were wearing kingpin t-shirts and my son is a freaking spitting image of me so right. they kind of put two and two together that he was my kiddo and they were like high-fiving him and stuff and he just kind of turned he was sitting and he just kind of turned and the, the sleeves are vinyl and he slid right off it and he's right at the perfect height you got like that wall there like in the front row of the loge and it has like yeah. the wood edging on it and he's just tall enough where he slipped off the chair and just friggin headbutted it wow so no blood no cursing no, uh, no yeah no blood he, there's he didn't bleed or anything nothing's broken thankfully he's okay you know we we we're leaving for vacation uh you know, uh, we're recording this on Friday night. We're leaving for vacation in two days, less than two days, probably like uh, about 30 hours. We're leaving for vacation. Uh, so I'm like, oh, boy, like hopefully, you know, hopefully this poor kid now does this and hopefully didn't like break something and won't be able to go to Disney now. Yeah. <laughs> like that'd be like just a double whammy for the kid. But he's all right. All is good. He did throw up a couple times. We were really concerned about concussion. But um, it was just probably from the excitement. So he got to come back, and he, him and the wife got to come back to the curtain for a little bit while the EMT was checking with him again. And and then a couple of the fellas came over and checked on him, Matt Taven and Jay Briscoe and uh, a couple of the other – Colt Cabana. He got to meet Colt Cabana as yeah. well. So um, that was before the show. But, yeah, he, he all is good. The boy is good. He'll be out of action for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, like I said, he probably won't be wrestling for years. Christ, he's already wrestling tonight in the living room. I was like, stop. You you, you just destroyed your face last night. Can we just wait a little bit before you destroy your face again? <laughs> so probably things were a little frantic right before your match. Oh, yeah, literally right before I match. I'm like stressed out beyond belief, and now I have to go perform uh, in this match. And um, it made me feel good that he was back in his seat, so that gave me – some clarity and peace of mind like okay at least he's okay in this immediate moment he is okay like i can go perform this and then figure out if he's okay you know we did the match and uh right afterwards i, I just had just taken my boots off and and the wife texted me right there that she was hey we're gonna be up by the curtain getting cotton candy and uh that's when he get to come back again so yeah, really stressful, really, really terrible. Uh, just uh, especially, and and it's funny that my wife didn't know that we were coming from where she was, so she was actually trying to avoid having me see him like that right before the match. Yeah, and it turns out she just went to the exact spot that we were, you know, coming, you know, to head to our spot in the, in the concourse. So do you think maybe that lent to Thursday night's lethargy? Maybe, yeah, man, perhaps, <laughs> yeah, perhaps. <laughs> so the match was you and the Bruiser versus Dalton Castle and Juice Robinson. Juice, and Juice Robinson is a big dude. Yeah, like underratedly. Like I, I thought he was like a smaller guy, and I was like, this guy's a freaking monster. Like he's a big guy doing big things. The former CJ Parker from NXT. Yeah, yeah, he's doing great and a hell of a guy. Really nice guy. I was excited to get to get to wrestle him. He's a good friend of of Warbeard Hansen as well. So yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. We had a really fun match. We 
again, you can kind of go two ways on these things. You know, for, especially with me and the Bruiser, you, we can try to do the same things that everybody else is doing, and gonna they're gonna do it ten times better than we are. Or we can be ourselves and try to have some fun, and uh, that's what we did. And it yeah, was, this is a Jim Cornette special match that we talked about. Yeah, there were there were some silly spots. There was, <laughs> you know, the, the I got knocked out and fell on Dalton, and then. Juice yes. tried to push me off, and Juice and the boys tried to push me off, and Juice the boys and Todd Sinclair tried to push me off of Dalton, and then the Bruiser had to come in for the big save. And of course, Jim Cornette would say, "Why the hell did he throw his own partner? Move him off. Could have won the match that way." Because uh, it's pro wrestling, it's fake, and it's supposed to be fun. So yeah, that was uh, you can see the GIF uh, that I saw. I retweeted it at the WPAN. So uh, yeah, it seemed like there was some fun spots of the match. Yeah, it was a, it was a lot of fun. We had we had a tremendous time with this the crowd really liked it the crowd was super into it i got a nice ovation uh in lowell being the you know kind of home away from hometown i guess you know the the my my i I could probably safely call it my pro wrestling home yeah uh, lowell massachusetts uh so always cool to perform at the auditorium in front of a big crowd like that on a on a international platform um really cool so uh the match is over and you find out everything's okay. It's still okay with the kid, right? He's back in the seat. He's eating. Yeah, yeah, everything, yeah everything's now. good with the kiddo. And uh, now it's just time after that. It's time. It's time to relax. My job is done for the weekend. Um, you know. Uh, How so much of the show do you get to see backstage? It's it's tough. Um, A lot of monitors or not really down. Especially we're there. That set up. Mm-hmm. You really have to go to. You really have to go to like the gorilla area, to the entrance area, to to really watch the show on a monitor. Um, there's these areas up in the balcony where you can kind of sneak and watch, and there's like there's little side doors and stuff you can watch. So there's plenty of areas to really watch the show if you if you want to. And I kind of was in and out watching different things on the show, but it's hard to to watch like just watch the rest of it from beginning to end sort of thing. So I was watching bits and pieces of it. I uh, was talking a lot with Davian and talking about the things she wants to do, and hopefully she you know she wants to really try to catch on with ring of honor and uh so it's good to catch up with her i got to catch up with rich paladino who was there yeah uh hanging out um so you know lots lots of old friends there i I got a nice message from kyle sinclair uh who was there as well oh okay um you know brother of todd sinclair yeah you would have known you weren't there so no i I couldn't make it (laughs) 10 minutes down the road and couldn't make it couldn't make it my friend couldn't make it for free well i was on second you'd have been there for an hour (laughs) thanks for your support you're very welcome. <laughs> I support you from afar, my friend. Yes, yes. So yeah, so the end. I mean, the end of the night. It's, it's just a quick ride home. I got to catch up with another old friend, uh, Big Nick, Nick Chapralis, uh world's strongest, uh, one of the you know one of the strongest human beings on the planet. Uh, he was for, wor- voted world's strongest teenager, wasn't he? He was like at one point. Now he now he competes uh, at the at the world championships. I was actually having a nice long talk with him about. Told him I think he should <laughs> I think he should give it another go. You know, he has this amazing athletic pedigree that he has. I, th- I think he would do great in pro wrestling in 2018. Uh, but got to catch up with him a little bit. It's been a few years since I've been able to catch up with him. So it was great to see him. It's always great. So Brian Fury, Brian Fury just stopped by for a little bit to say hi to people at the uh, at Ring of Honor. So And then he wouldn't hand it out flyers for the next Chaotic Wrestling show. But it was a good night. It was it was a really great night, and it's always special to come home. You know, I wrestle in New England all the time, but when I get to do it with Ring of Honor, um, and not just as, like, you know, a guy trying to just break in there, but as somebody who's part of the roster in featured matches, pretty cool stuff. 
And you mentioned earlier that you made a modification to the hashtag Toast of Honor on on night two. What did you do differently? Oh yes, yeah. So yeah, so to not uh, spill beer all over the all over the ring, uh, me and Bruiser got up on the apron on the side of the hard camera and made them come to us over there. So if we spilled any beer, it was only going to be a little bit on the apron, a little bit. No harm, no foul. And Fat Pants breathes a sigh of relief. <laughs> I didn't want to get yelled at again. <laughs> so uh, you go out to eat afterwards. You head over to IHOP. Nope. No, nope. Went straight, straight home. home because my ass had to get up this morning. <laughs> and you went to work? Sure did. That's the life of a weekend warrior, but this weekday warrior, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I like to think I've graduated past weekend warrior status. It's just, I mean, as far as that goes, I mean, just I, I have a family. I'm lucky to be able to do the things I do uh, in pro wrestling, but you know, I I'm able to also keep a job that I really enjoy and 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 have a career as well. And it is what it is, you know. But I can balance both, and that's where I'm really lucky. And if you want to see these matches we're talking about here. Honor Club on ROHWrestling.com. Sign up. Is there a free trial? There's got to be a free trial. I have no clue, but I know it's like t- it's 10 bucks a month if you want to go monthly and you get half off the pay-per-views. But if you buy like the premium and you pay for the year, you actually get the pay-per-views for free. And now would probably be a good time to do it because Final Battle is next month in New York City. And you will be there? I don't know yet. We'll see. Ooh. We'll see. And you'll be on. I legitimately don't know. I'm not even teasing. I legitimately don't know. <laughs> and you'll be on TV coming up. In the yes. next couple weeks. Yeah. So um I want to say we were probably on this week. I haven't I don't quite know. I haven't watched this week's yet. So I'm actually too behind. I didn't watch last week's yet either. It's been on my DVR. It's been a little busy around here lately with traveling because I just traveled to Pittsburgh as well. Uh, but we're on a couple episodes uh, upcoming, and, and one might have already aired. And uh, then after that, we'll be on the Christmas edition of uh oh. Television. So. Things couple, to look. A couple of jolly fat guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for, for a fat guy, you're not very jolly, Mike. <laughs> right. Oh, Brian, it is time for this week's promo about nothing. But before we get into that, you are hitting the highways and byways, crisscrossing these great nation of ours, plying your trade as a professional wrestler. And you got those dates. I sure do, Mike. I, uh, I have a nice, well-deserved week off here. I'm aware. I'm aware. <laughs> you are aware. <laughs> but when I come back to action, Mike, it'll be Saturday night, or excuse me, Saturday afternoon, November the 24th, for Chikara in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'll also be taking part in the Beyond Wrestling show at 7 p.m. that night. A little double header action, and then uh, if me and Cam Zagami are fortunate enough to be victorious at uh, night one of uh, of the tag fucking tournament okay. <laughs> that Beyond Wrestling's doing, hashtag TFT, um, then we'll take part in night two, which is at the Electric Haze in Worcester, Massachusetts, for Beyond Wrestling. That's the next afternoon. That's November the twenty fifth. Uh, we're getting to the holidays here, Mike. So the next time I'll be in action potentially. Potentially, is Ring of Honor's final battle Friday night, December 14th uh, at the Manhattan Center, the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City. Uh, you can stream it live on Honor Club or on traditional pay-per-view. The very next day, I'll be heading to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the 2300 Arena for Ring of Honor's international TV taping, the final TV taping of the year. Go to rhwrestling.com for ticket and card information. And then on Sunday, December 16th, I'll be heading to Bethany, Connecticut for Northeast Wrestling. That's at the Bethany Town Hall. 
all. That's a special 4 p.m. start time. Find Northeast Wrestling on uh, all your, uh, you know, social media platforms and whatnot. Uh, and then, Mike, uh, I don't know the exact venue yet because I don't think it's been announced, but I'm sure I'll be taking part in Beyond Wrestling's New Year's Eve show oh. again this year. So how about that? Season's greetings, my friend. Yes. Cash me outside. How about that? <laughs> All right. If you want to book the kingpin, catch him at Brian Malonis at Comcast.net or DM him on Twitter at Brian Malonis. Brian, this week's promo about nothing is from the year 2013. Ooh, fairly recent. Fairly recent. And I, I toiled over this one a little bit because it is an independent promotion and I try not to but this is just too weird. It's <laughs> just right. too weird. All Australian wrestling. Also under the banner of Wildcat Sports and Entertainment. We'll get into that in a second. And this is Bree. And she's joined later by some other luminaries, but Bree is kicking off this week's promo about nothing. I've been waiting for a long time for my shot at the belt, and this time, Pandora, it's you. March 9th, I want that belt. Yeah. You really think that you could beat me? I can do anything. You're not even that tough. You're just all I'm going to kick your ass on March start brian <laughs> where do you start that was all sorts of just terrible goodness wrapped up into into one package i mean you, we can start where it started the promo start itself that lovely promo by brie <laughs> and she really punctuates at the end with the yeah <laughs> yeah the, and then the the other i don't remember her name already pandora 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 yeah. brian pandora comes into the screen very just nonchalantly and Delivers Mike just a absolute haymaker of, of a slap. <laughs> just yeah, the worst slap, the worst choreographed slap you've ever seen in your life. Just vague porn overtones through this entire thing. I don't think it was very vague. Okay. <laughs> uh, Pandora, do you see who was accompanying Pandora? Orlando Jordan. Yes, it was. WWF former uh, was he the U.S. champion? He was sub champion. He was. Yeah, I think he was the U.S. champion. Orlando Jordan didn't say a word in Australia. <laughs> yes, didn't want to be there. <laughs> We're wondering what the fuck am I watching? But actually, uh, I mean, I actually did some research, and Orlando Jordan is the co-owner of Wildcat Sports and Entertainment with Luke Hawks, and this is actually tied in. I wrestled Luke Hawks. Did you? Yeah, at Super Card of Honor. This is actually tied in with uh, Mike Mills and Booking the Territory because 
Hard Body Harper, who does the podcast with Mike Mills, works for Wildcat Sports Entertainment. It's based, part of it, Luke Hawk's portion of it anyway, is based in Louisiana. So what you're telling me is Mike Mills basically booked this. Essentially. Essentially. I really need an explanation from this yeah, guy. Yeah, he, 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 he's responsible for this atrocity. How about that shot into the, into the, the production the case there. Yes. Uh, you have to go and look at the video. I mean, it just, as awkward as it sounds, it looks even more awkward. <laughs> the best is the fellow who comes in a- a- immediately afterwards. Oh, you mean Killa? Oh, is that his name? Killa? K-I-L-L-A-H. <laughs> Elendo Jordan and Pandora walked off screen and not even a second later, <laughs> who did this? <laughs> who did this? Who, do- who did this? Maggots. <laughs> yes, and, and he's he's very mad at what just happened, but but we, I don't even think we talked about what happened. No, we did before no, the, we before didn't. Killa came into frame. Oh, go ahead, Mike. Take so she uh, very poorly Pandora does slams Bree's head into that little production case, and she goes down in a heap. And Pandora's next thought is to strip her. Yes. I was just that the porn, the porn overtones uh, weren't very vague at all. They're really in your face. The Women's Revolution, 2013, is that around when this whole thing was going on? Uh, I mean, it's a little before, I guess, the technical Women's Revolution, but we should have been past the point of this already. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, it was, it was basically a bra and panties match finish was done here by Pandora on Brie, and it was... Awkward, and Brie was kind of like <laughs> helping her out, and and Pandora was making sure not to take her underwear as well as her, her top. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah her, and she and Brie helps her get yes. the dress off at one point. Yes, so making sure that her underwear stays on. So yes, again, this is one of those things like who watches this back and goes, "Oh, this is okay. We'll release it. Yes, we'll, we'll roll with that. Good <laughs> Put job. this online. Good job, everybody. It's got over a hundred thousand views. <laughs> it deserves more for a reason, but yeah, it's just. The uh, and, and Killa, as I mentioned, uh, he gets upset at what had just happened. His, I guess, this is his flame, maybe gets stripped of her clothing. So he comes in with a t shirt, puts it over her, and he's so mad, he's so gosh darn upset that he stands up, he storms over to that same production case, kicks it. Guarantee he was told to kick it, but not too hard because he didn't want to break anything <laughs> expensive. It kicks it and it, and it slightly, uh, you know, goes up on two wheels for a second, comes back down nice and perfect, <laughs> like no one ever touched it. Just mocking him, <laughs> like the rest of the entire segment mocked pro wrestling. Just like uh, everyone in the comments of this YouTube video mocks them. <laughs> Don't read the comments. <laughs> Don't read the comments, except Brian. For the, except for in this this case, do read the comments. <laughs> yes, you know that better than anybody, Brian. So yeah, this whole thing we talked about the women's revolution this whole thing set women's wrestling back it set wrestling in general back it set soap operas acting it set pornography back 20 years <laughs> this whole thing and you want you got to go and see it you've heard this promo about nothing if you want the full picture find the link to the video in the description of this episode or at the wpan.com you have to take a look if you haven't seen this go and check out and 
Orlando Jordan is just there. Uh, he is a witness. I don't put butts in seats. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Mike Mills, let us know what's going on with Wildcat Sports Entertainment and this whole uh, atrocity. Yeah, why did you book this, Mike? <laughs> All right. We'll be back here next Monday for episode 135 of the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. Till then, here's the Kingpin Brian Malonis. I'm Mike Crockett. Big ups to Mucko, and thanks for nothing. Yeah.